Welcome to Season 5, Episode 1 of the Family Travel Australia Podcast. We are Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Yes, welcome to the Family Travel Podcast where we share the latest in RV, industry news, road trip travel, caravanning, camping, product reviews, where to stay, what to do, so much more. This week is jam-packed. We will be revealing our Season 5 destination. We'll also be uh, on another road trip, this time leaving Perth 800 kilometres towards Kalgoorlie as we stop into a remarkable rock formation known as The Wave. We marvel at the Super Pit and we start our epic road trip bucket list journey across the Nullarbor. Just awesome. Okay, in the newsroom, we will be sharing some awesome initiative that has been taken by the Victorian government to combat road fatalities and fatigue. Mm -hmm. Good news there. Yeah, a jam-packed episode again. I think we really need to start, though, by saying Happy Happy New New Year. Year. (laughs) Wow, 2022. (laughs) Yes. How'd that happen? uh, I think everybody's very excited for the new year. There seems to be an air of almost excited anticipation or at least a lot more hopefulness Mm. out there. We've certainly felt that in our travels over the last week. We're all done with those last two years. Just scratch them off the calendar. Let's hit 2022. Hit the road running. Yeah, look, there has been plenty of challenges for everyone everywhere. Mm. We hope that this year brings... More prosperity, but mostly more health and happiness Mm. to you and your family. Yeah, absolutely. Stay hopeful. All right. Where are we going for season five? Season five. Should I see if this works? A drum roll. Let's see what we got. Oh, not that one. That was (laughs) average, wasn't it? What's that? Oh, crickets. Oh, God. Okay. Maybe stop pressing the buttons. I'll stop pressing buttons. That's right. Where are we going? Drum roll. With the crickets, we're going to (laughs) Tasmania. Tassie. Take two on Tassie. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it seems such a crazy idea for us Mm. to head to Tasmania for season five, given we are still in Perth. How are we going to get there in that short amount of time? A lot of driving, that's how we're going to get there. Yeah, look, um, we didn't make this decision lightly. There were lots of factors that went into mm-hmm. why we decided to spend Season 5 in Tasmania, including, of course, making the most of the incredible summer season that is very brief. Yeah, look, You blink and you miss it. They say there's two seasons in Tasmania, February and winter. Yeah, Exactly. And, you know, we did experience that when we were here last time at the mm-hmm. start of 2020 before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to come over and make the most of the beautiful sunshine while we could and also spend Christmas with family and friends. It's been a, a long year away from most of our loved ones. So that was a big determining factor for us. Look, we realised that we totally underestimated the sheer size mm-hmm. of WA. It really needs its own lap year. We've said that mm. before. And so stay tuned. There are some plans for 
a much longer visit to WA. So we will be back and we will be back for a longer period of time for sure. Oh, yes, absolutely. We already have plans in the making. All right. Our destination for the start of this journey is Kalgoorlie, known as the gold capital of Australia. It's made plenty of people, not only here in Australia, but around the world, very wealthy from mining gold. Mm -hmm. It's going to take us about 800 kilometres because we aren't going to drive straight there. As normal, we will be detouring. And that first part of the detour takes us to a place that has been on my list of visits since I was a teenager. I saw some pictures of this epic place known as Wave Rock, and I've wanted to visit there ever since. So we took this detour. It was around about 336 kilometers from Perth, due east, Mm. out to a little township called Hyden to take in this incredible rock formation. Oh, I mean, we say it all the time, but isn't nature absolutely Mm. incredible? And Wave Rock certainly didn't disappoint. It is huge. It's 100 metres long, 15 metres tall, and literally in the shape of a wave curling over, almost getting itself ready to break. Mm. So what's fun, of course, and you will have seen images splashed all over the internet and social media of people, you know, riding the wave at Wave Rock. And of course, we did our obligatory filming and and photos with the drone. It is so impressive. Mm. And it is Billions of years in the making and there's great interpretive signage there that tells the story of how Wave Rock has Mm -hmm. formed over, you know, millennia. What I really love is that you can walk up over on top of Wave Rock. So there is a staircase that leads you up and there are markers uh, to guide you around the top of Wave Rock and It was very reminiscent, although uh, I guess not nearly as high. high, when we hiked, taking you back to Queensland, yeah, Queensland, yeah. to Stanthorpe and Girraween National Park and standing up atop the pyramid, the massive granite boulders that you hike through in that national park. Wave Rock was like a mini version of that. It's like a mm. moonscape when you're walking up on top of it. And then, of course, you calm down and take it in from ground level. The colours were spectacular. Mm. It is just awesome. Look, we were there late in the afternoon, pretty well about an hour or so before sunset. To get the full, I guess, colour scope of the rock formation itself, you are better to go there in the morning Mm. so that the sun is actually hitting the face of the rock. But like you said, Katie, that crest and the way it's arcing over to where it's almost breaking is Awesome. It is. And look, if you want to know how Wave Rock was formed, check out our Feel Good Family YouTube episode Mm -hmm. that features our visit to Wave Rock because Jasper gives a very good explanation of just what took place over those millions of years to make Wave Rock the shape that it is. Oh my gosh, he's our little super brain, that's for sure. He's listening to everything, soaking everything in. Mm -hmm. You know, we've said it before, it is a travelling classroom, a living classroom Mm. being in the van and travelling around, and not only for Jasper but for all of us. It's remarkable. Now, it's $12 to enter Wave Rock on uh, foot, I guess, if you're just travelling as a day tripper. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
if you're staying in the caravan park as we did, it's actually included in your overnight fee, which is $43 for a powered site overnight. It doesn't matter how many people are in your party. You then have access to Wave Rock, which is literally only a two to 300 metre walk from the campsite, which is really great. Yeah, it is excellent. Now, there is a caravan park where we stayed. There is also a low-cost campsite not too far away as mm-hmm. well. But when you add on that $12 fee to enter Wave Rock, they kind of come out the same. Yeah, so, that's for each adult as well. So Yeah. We opted for the caravan mm-hmm. park. As you said, great location to just walk a few minutes and immerse yourself in Wave Rock. I really love the layout of this caravan park in Hyden. Mm-hmm. It's a circular uh, layout. So in the middle of all of the van sites, which all provided power and water, mm-hmm. were all of the facilities and the amenities. Some of the best sheltered barbecue camp kitchen facilities I think we've seen. Big open spaces, uh, a really huge screen TV there for people to be able to sit and relax, a great children's playground. They had a pool as well. So I really liked the the style and feel of this caravan park. Yeah, we haven't seen that circular uh I guess, design before in a caravan park. You see that generally at a showground mm. or, a, you know, a town's oval where they allow for free camping. Mm. Not all sites are created equally, though. No. <laughs> Look, make sure that you've got your ramps with you, your levelling blocks, um, some extra blocks, I guess, for your uh, hitch um, rays. What's that thing called? Neither of us can remember. That's okay. <laughs> that thing, oh, and that will help you out because jockey. Yeah, jockey, jockey. That's it. It was on such an angle that we had to really jack it up, and we did actually have to unhitch. Even though the sights are really long, mm. we still had to unhitch to get ourselves level so we could have a good night's sleep. Yeah, look, that is a common frustration, I mm. think, for travellers on the road, particularly when you know you are there for one night. Only the last thing you want to do is have to mess around with unhitching the van. You want to get there, put your handbrake on, and basically get off and explore. Mm. We messed about, tried lots of different versions this spot, that spot, ramps under, ramps off to try and get ourselves level. And unfortunately, we couldn't. I wish that we had the time lapse camera going (laughs) on this one. Oh, my gosh. We looked like hapless fools, didn't we? We did. But But look, that really was the only downside to the caravan park, well, at least the site that mm. we were on. We did meet another lovely family who were Mm -hmm. camped beside us who were also on their big lap of Australia. So that's always really cool to connect with people in these really unique places. And I have to say, I spoke to Mel on reception when I went and checked us in. And I asked her because I couldn't find anything online to explain, well, what is that $12 fee for? Where does it go? You know, it's not a Mm. national park. Who is getting this money? And she said to me that all of the money from the Wave Rock entry fees go back into the Wave Rock Reserve and they use those funds to obviously maintain the area mm-hmm. and be able to keep the sites open for visitors. So I thought that was pretty cool to know that everything does definitely stay local and is used to keep the site open. And as a visitor experience, it was beautifully presented. The grounds are very clean. So mm. 
they are obviously putting the funds back into this location. So a must visit. Put it on your list. It's it's not that well visited at the moment. I think because it is such a detour off the main road. But it is well worth it. Uh, the drive is relatively easy. Mm. It is fully bitumen the whole way. So it's not much of an effort for a really great reward. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Marine Rock Hotel. We had read about this place. It's our next place to, to visit. And unfortunately, we got there. Yeah, and they were closed. Yes, it's a, a fantastic little pub stay where you can stay out the back. The reviews talk it up about the food and the beverages and the bar staff. And we were really looking forward to this, but a little bit of a refurb going on there, I think. Yeah, it definitely looked like that. Look, I have to mm. say and give this place a shout out, despite us not staying there, we will have it on the list, <clears throat> excuse me, for our next WA adventure. If you look at Wikicamps, very rarely do you find reviews that are all a consensus of just how awesome True. this place is. And I believe the publican's name is Lance. Correct me, Lance, if I've got that wrong. Your reviews are amazing, mate. Everybody raves about you and your little hotel. So we look forward to coming and staying with you next time. Yes, Marine Rock. Put it on your list and we will be back as well. Okay, we then had to keep going on down the road to the Southern Cross Caravan Park in a tiny little township known as Southern Cross. And again, this was a great overnight stop. We didn't get out and venture around Southern Cross, to be honest. I'm not sure that there is too much to venture around in Southern Cross, but kind of cool to say that we stayed in a town named after our famous Southern Cross star constellation. I think there's actually three Southern Cross uh, townships Around Australia. I right. think there's one in Queensland and there might be one in New South Wales as well. Okay. And all named after the Southern Cross. There you go. But look, mm. as far as an, an overnight stop, this was a great caravan park. It was $35. We asked for a pull-through site knowing again that we were only staying for one night. They were huge. Just out the back of the van park, it was extremely quiet, I have to say. And there was ourselves and one other van camped out there. It was hot, wasn't it? It was it a was. really warm day, so we were able to pull up, pull out the awning, switch on the air conditioning, and just really spend the afternoon relaxing before we hit the road again. Look, we get that question a fair bit, you know, why do you take the opportunity over, say, a free camp for a powered site? And generally, it'll be because either that's all that's available, Mm-hmm or because it's so hot and we want to run the aircon. With our system and our solar setup, we could probably run the aircon for about 30 minutes right before we go to bed, and that would generally cool the van down and just get you off to sleep, which Mm. is a a great tip if you don't want to completely drain your batteries. Uh, But if you you can plug in and you can run that aircon a little bit longer and keep everyone happy, then, uh, yeah plug in if you can. Yeah, look, especially when the uh, thermometer is pushing the 40 degree mark, that Mm. keeps everybody happy inside the van. Um, We also have a lot of gear that we are constantly charging Mm. as well. So if we do get the opportunity to plug into mains, it certainly speeds up that process. Yes, worth its money. All right. Our next destination via Coolgardie for a quick fuel stop was Kalgoorlie. And this is known as the gold capital of Australia. What an interesting township this was. I had no concept of what Kalgoorlie was going to be like. And I 
I on purpose didn't even Google anything. I didn't want to know because I just wanted to get there and be surprised. And I really was. Of course, it is an old mining town with a colourful history. Mm. What blew me away was the heritage buildings in the main street. I had no idea that it was going to be so beautiful with these huge wide streets along the main, you know, the main strip and old pubs and buildings that were just absolutely beautiful and in I have to say incredible condition considering their age. Look, it really is uh, a history buffs town to mm. visit and you probably need a good three or four days there. Mm. We were in and out in a day, just overnighting. We stayed at Discovery Park's Goldfields. Mm, which is kind of closer to the township of Boulder, mm-hmm. right next door to Kalgoorlie. Again, a great overnight stay. And I have to say... Also, fabulous reviews if you are one to look at the reviews on the different apps to give you an indication of what the park stays are like. Mm. Best check-in experience I think I have ever had. And the reviews are correct. They do give you chocolates on arrival, which is pretty cool. We also got a little activity pack for Jasper from the very welcoming, very friendly gentleman on reception who I must Ad remembered my name and said, see you later, have a good trip when we checked out the next day. So just really that extra special attention to detail. That's it, you know, It and it really doesn't take a lot of effort mm-hmm. and, or a lot of expense, I think, to give those extra little gifts and it makes it memorable mm. and it makes it the word of mouth success that it is. I mean, to be completely blunt it is a very large gravel site. It, it, I mean, there's there's nothing really that pretty or or landscaped about this particular caravan park. Mm. I mean, given its location, it's in a mining town, mm. and so the base is completely gravelled the whole way through. Mm. It is the, also out back Western Australia too, the, right? Yeah, that's right. So where they lack in in those kind of you know, uh, I guess aesthetics. Air, aesthetics. That's yeah. right. They certainly make up in their attention to the customer experience. And so, yeah, yeah, we would highly recommend this place. The pool area looks fabulous. They have this really great weather stone at the front of the (laughs) park, which can tell you the weather any day, any time of year, which I thought was fantastic. And it is part of the Boulder area, which is only five kilometres down the road from the main township of Kalgoorlie. In fact, uh, they really refer to this area as Kalgoorlie Boulder. Yes, that's right. Um, Sister Cities, I think, Mm -hmm. is what they're referred to. And just so interesting. And uh, again, such that rich, colourful history. So as you said, Paul, having a few days or Mm. a week even to be able to really immerse yourself in these towns would be ideal. All right, let's fly around what Jasper and I got up to in one day. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you only have one day, This would be the itinerary for you. We headed straight out the door, left Katie in the van working in peace and quiet. Always good. (laughs) And we headed for the VIC, the Visitor Information Centre. We'll say it every time. Make that your first visit when you visit these outback towns or regional cities. We headed in there. We met some beautiful ladies on the front desk, Leanne in particular, who was so helpful 
gave us the map, gave us the lay of land. We booked onto the tram tour, which is known as the Loop Line. Awesome. Yes, uh, which really is, again, one of those experiences, whether it's a bus, a tram, a train, whatever is available in these little towns or outback cities, jump on those. They are generally very good. They give you all of the attractions in a shorter period of time than mm. you could possibly self-drive. Mm. And I think it's always fairly good value. This one was two and a half hours. I think it's meant to be about two hours, but we had a bit of an extra long tour. Uh, it was $30 for adults and only $5 for kids. That's great value, especially mm. when you have a train enthusiast like we do who just yeah. absolutely loved this experience. So good. And and then c- full commentary from our driver as we went around as well, which is really wonderful. Uh, headed down the main street and then straight out to the super pit. Oh, my God. This is <laughs> Almost hard to realise the scope of mm. how big this gold mine is until you are standing at the very top of the visitor lookout, looking down into it. It is phenomenal. Look, and you can self-drive out to this particular location. What was great, again, was having our driver give us all that extra information, uh, answered every question we had. He knew about this super pit inside and out. Inter- interestingly, you're only allowed to work in these gold fields if you are a resident. So there's no fly-in, fly-out, no FIFO as far as this mining goes in Kalgoorlie. You have to be a resident. And I think that helps ensure mm. that the economy and the money that is earned there is also spent there. Mm, yeah, great. That's a great idea. Couple of really quick facts here. It's three and a half kilometers long, the super pit. It's one and a half kilometers wide. It is visible from space mm-hmm. and it is currently about 680 meters deep. They have just recently extended the life of this particular super pit for another 15 years. And it's believed that it's going to extend out past that. There is so much gold still here. That is making it viable to mine. It is a phenomenal success story. It is just mind-blowing. And Mm. what I thought was really fascinating was they have a number of the very huge mining trucks and the big buckets that are parked Mm. up on top where the visitor centre access is. When you see them driving down into the mine... And they get smaller and smaller and smaller. And they look like little Hot Wheels or Lego vehicles all the way down the bottom there. You really realise the scope of how huge this mine is. I just read this morning when I was looking it up, it was the largest pit mine in Australia until 2016. There is another mine Mm. in Western Australia that is now even bigger than the Kalgoorlie Super Pit. Just phenomenal that there is that much mineral in the earth. Look, when we got back from our, our touring around Kalgoorlie that afternoon and, and we told Katie about the super pit, we were like, we are so impressed. We're taking you back there <laughs> on our way out tomorrow morning, which is exactly what happened. We drove back there and we had another uh, look at this incredible site. So worth it. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The other stops included the local turf club which has some really fascinating history. Mm-hmm. In fact, it also has the only other massive timekeeping clock 
uh, in Australia that is the same manufacturer and build as the one at Flemington for the Melbourne Cup. How random is that? Uh, yeah, um, I mean, and it is a very successful turf club as well, beautifully presented. I mean, because you're out in this mining township and then you have this amazing race course that is perfectly manicured. Wow. It'd be great to go to a race day meet there. I think it'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Spring carnival. Okay, put it on the yeah. list. Yeah, if you can get out there during their, their, their race season, I think that would be an awesome part of the adventure. We also then headed to Boulder to the town hall there. They also have one of the, I think, one of only two in the world curtains that have been hand-painted. That I mean, the actual town hall building and the venue is spectacular, both inside and out. As a heritage-listed building, it is absolutely beautifully presented. They knew how to do things back then, didn't they? They really had an eye for architecture and design and to think that Mm. out in these harsh environments that these buildings can stand the test of time. Amazing. Really grand, isn't Mm. it? Uh, And then we headed – there was a few other stops actually in between all of this, but these are the highlights. We then headed back towards the main city of Kalgoorlie to the Museum of Geology and Minerals. This was fascinating. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were only there for about 15 or 20 minutes. If you love your rocks, you could be there all day. Cool. Yeah, it it, it truly is remarkable what they've set up, and it's part of uh, the Western Australia University. All right, awesome. So truly a great way to get around town is on this tram tour. The other highlight that Jasper and I took in was the Museum of the Goldfields. Now, this is a free experience that talks to the history of the township, the people, the culture, everything to do with the success of this town. You can see on display through multiple levels and you can even get up to the top lookout of a mine shaft and see the township from a little bit higher, which is great, get a mm-hmm. bird's eye view. While we were there, there was a tra- travelling exhibition called Dinosaur Explore. So Who talk- doesn't love dinosaurs? <laughs> talk about getting good timing. This was a paid experience. It had travelled from the Western Australian Museum in Perth. It was $15 for adults and I think it was $10 for kids. Okay. Although Jasper was free. And so this was an animatronic dinosaur display. So that was pretty cool as well. Yeah, he kind of – he loved it and was also a little bit freaked out by it at the same time, I think. Yeah, look, he was. (laughs) Those dinosaurs were real. Dinosaur roaring, uh, you know, that is life-size – is a little bit scary, I think, for a five-year-old <laughs> as much as he loves dinosaurs. So all in all, it was just a really great experience. We then finished everything off with lunch at the York Hotel. As you mentioned, Katie, there are so many pubs that you can stay at, uh, play at. Um, it has got a rich history of some adult entertainment as well along this strip for the mining. Yes, men. it does. In <laughs> fact, I love we got a comment on our YouTube episode that uh, – Sitting at the York Hotel and and taking in the view of the main street of Kalgoorlie would be a a very colourful experience, which did make me giggle. Look, Jasper and I sat out on that balcony and uh, enjoyed a lovely lunch and 
did take in the entertainment of the locals and the streetscape. It was very enjoyable. Um, <clears throat> there are a number of other hotels, though, that you can visit as well that have uh, even richer history, including US presidents visiting and staying. And yeah, the list is endless. It is a historian's absolute dream dream to, yeah. to visit this town that's it's right it's just really fascinating and really unique i think and mm. um, when we do head back to wa i'm sure we will pass through kalgoorlie again and spend a little bit more time to really immerse ourselves in the town okay the next day was on our way down to norseman to start this epic road trip of mm-hmm. course the bucket list road trip of australia is to cross the nullarbor and it is the commencement of the air highway and we're going to be bringing you that journey next week awesome <laughs> all right but for now let's get to our newsroom this is really an awesome news item Yeah, it is. And a great initiative of the Victorian government over this Christmas holiday period to, again, keep drivers on the road safe. And we have been talking so much about road safety over our last few podcasts. Mm. And it seems to be very front of mind for our governments here in Australia, which is fantastic. The Transport Accident Commission uh, operated a series of what they were calling pause stops. So not unlike the driver revivers that we see all around the country that encourage you to pull in and grab yourself a cuppa and take a break, breaking up that journey and of course hoping to reduce fatigue on the road. Mm -hmm. What I love about these pause stops that they put in play along major routes and highways throughout Victoria is that they're not your average driver reviver. They had deck chairs so that you could pull up, kick back, have yourself a little 15-minute power nap if you wanted to, barista coffee, not just a teaspoon of instant coffee or a tea bag in a paper cup. Get yourself a barista coffee. And they Mm. even catered for the families having games and activities for the kids to be able to play while mum and dad had a minute to just rest and revive. So I think an absolutely fantastic initiative. I would love to Mm. see this become the norm around the country. If we could turn these driver reviver stops into something that really caters for everybody who's travelling, whether you're a solo traveller, a grey nomad or a young family like we are, mm. to be able to pull up and and really have a minute out and have entertainment for the kids, I think is a, a big one. You know, they had the giant um, Connect Four games and Very cool. you know just fun, easy stuff to keep the kids entertained while the parents can and have a minute out. Great idea, great initiative. It, it really is. Uh, I guess as we're travelling and we are doing some really lengthy drive days, stopping every hour and a half, two hours, getting out and just having a walk around, the van even is a, just a great way to combat fatigue. I mean, fatigue is the number one uh, ret- fatality mm. or reason for deaths on our roads here in Australia. Mm. So I think this is a wonderful initiative. Another one that we actually saw when we were at Kalgoorlie, I was given a map on the Nullarbor Lynx golf yes. course. Now, this is known as the longest golf course in the world. Mm-hmm. It's 1,365 kilometres long. You heard me right. 
<laughs> don't walk it on foot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't pull your, your little buggy cart behind you. Uh, it is 18 holes. It's a par 72. It costs $70 for a round of golf. Okay. I'm not a golfing expert, so is that up there when it comes to golf prices or is that pretty reasonable for this size, of course? It's probably a little above average. Right. It's, it's in the higher end of things, but I guess uh, the maintenance of this course maybe costs a little more given its length. True. And it is either from whichever end you, you're travelling from, Kalgoorlie to Sejuna in South Australia. So all the way from WA, crossing the Nullarbor, I mean – it would be a wonderful experience to do with a group of friends, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, so check that out, the Nullable Links. But the point here is that what they didn't realise would occur from this is that the road fatalities have decreased since this golf course has been in play. And so what they're seeing is that drivers are stopping checking this out a lot more often. They're staying in locations. Uh, they're spending more money in locations. Mm-hmm. So it's a win for everyone. And to reduce road fatalities with a, an initiative like this, an idea is so clever and so good. Yeah, fantastic. Can't wait to bring you more of that Nullarbor Crossing in next week's podcast because it is awesome. And as you said, Paul, just a, a bucket list mm-hmm. road trip to do if you are travelling Australia. All right. I think our takeaway for this week would have to go back to Lance at Kalgoorlie Goldfields Caravan Park. And we've said it before, but any time that you can genuinely add value Mm. just through remembering someone's name, Mm -hmm. you know, it is such a simple thing to do that makes all the difference. Yeah, look, it really does. And and as we've said time and time over, it doesn't matter how impressive the place is where you Mm. stay. It really is the people that you meet there that leave that lasting impression. And look, being on the road now for almost two and a half years, we have met our fair share of different people on every scale of, you know, that emotional scale. And Mm -hmm. some of the prettiest, most impressive places we've stayed haven't left that great uh, feeling for us because the people there are tired or or just not really – into that customer service, whereas other places we've stayed, you know, it might be just this very basic campground, but the proprietor couldn't do enough for you. I mean, straight away springs to mind is when we stayed in Litchfield National Park. Yes. And we stayed at the Safari well, it actually was, was getting a new name. It was, yeah. and it and it may have, just mm. on the outskirts of the National Park there, uh, very, very bad reviews on the camping apps, but a beautiful place with so much potential. And the caretakers could not do enough for us. And wow, talk about leaving an impression. Absolutely. So yeah, cheers to Lance and a good one for all of us to, to take on board. All right, next week... It is the ultimate bucket list road trip. It is crossing the Nullarbor. We're going to be taking in the breathtaking scenery. We've got a few border crossings ahead of us. Three. Three. Yes. I know. All in all, it's going to be 3,250 kilometres travel. Holy dooly. Yep, to get down to Port Melbourne, to then board the Spirit of Tasmania. That crossing is about 430 kilometres to get us down into Devonport and to Tassie. Mm-hmm. We can't wait. Yeah, this is when we need Jasper's time travel train, I think. <laughs> yes, that's right. 
you know, when we get to Tassie, we're going to really uh, be bringing you 10 weeks of road trip itinerary. We're, we're calling it the ultimate road trip series. This will be 10 weeks of downloadable itineraries for you to take your own adventure, to choose your own adventure mm-hmm. if you were visiting Tassie. And if you haven't already booked a trip to Tassie, do it. What yes. are you waiting for? It is the most spectacular state mm-hmm. any time of the year. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you what, we're, we're glad that we're going when it's uh, a little bit warmer. Yes. <laughs> All right. For now, we will say cheerio. We hope that 2022 is a wonderful year for you and your family. Dream big. Look after yourself. Look after your family. And happy trails. Feel good, baby.